With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy. They're always around. To help build your hope up. Then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't drag out. Keep cool, mom, babies. It is December 18th. We're coming at you on a Wednesday night in the great year 2013, and I'm joined by the Sade to my batter and wah, the lovely Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan Weeks, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing all right, man. deeper to match share, though. <laughs> Can you believe it? Not? It goes all well, over the place. Just, it, you went the wrong way. Hey, I, I posted that our show was going to be on tonight on the uh, Google Plus. Have you heard of this social networking site, Google Plus? I have heard of this, yes. I haven't used too much of it, but wow, you're, you're all getting all over the place, all the, the social media. <laughs> well, I mean, well, the thing is that I posted it on Google+. Plus. All it said was, you know, tune in. We go live at 9 Eastern Standard Time. And one of our loyal listeners, Nicole, wrote a comment on it. And I want to read this comment to you. And you, uh, can you decipher it for me, okay? Here's okay, the comment sure. that she left not but a half an hour ago. Keep in mind, all I did was post the episode, said listen live at 9. She, this is what she says. I don't get it. Bought a loaf of artesian bread from Panera. Whole loaf disappeared in 48 hours. Gets sliced bread from the grocery store all the time, and it sits around for weeks. <laughs> what is that, do you think? I have no idea. She has a lot of serious issues with Panera. Uh, I, I, I think she's going through the wrong stream of media to try to talk about Panera Bread. I don't know. I don't think our show has anything to do with Panera. <laughs> Where should she go to talk about Panera? Maybe Twitter. Maybe a Twitter feed on Panera's Twitter. She could tweet about Panera Bread. 
<laughs> All right, I have two fortune cookies in front of me, one to my right, one to my left. Which one is yours? Mine's to the right, yours left. All right, I'm going to open the left one first. Lefty, I'm the lefty, you're a righty, so this will be easy. Left-handed over here, I'm opening the left one. This is mine. Oh, oh shit, the cookie just fell on the floor and broke in pieces. Pick it um, up and eat it. <laughs> it says, the future comes one day at a time. All right, that's mine. Now I've got to clean up all this crap. Guys, the future comes one day at a time. That's mine. What do you think that means, Pete? Uh, I mean, like, you got to take it one day at a time, and eventually you get to where you want to go and in terms of your destination. It's, you know, it's a, it's a process more so than you really can't plan for the future. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. It could be great. It could be bad. It could be could set you back in your plan, but, you know, it's just that you have to keep going at it uh, hour by hour, minute by minute, day by day. <laughs> All right, Coolio. <laughs> Next one. This is yours. It says, make it a rule of life never to regret and never to look back. Do you think wow. you have a lot of issues with regrets and, and looking at the past rather than uh, living in the present? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I have to say I have a... I, I often regret or I, I, re, I analyze things so deeply that uh, I think about what could have happened if I had chosen a different path or something like that. But like your fortune says, you've got to take it day by day, and you really can't plan your future to, you know, uh, so specifically because things change and priorities change and life changes. So, yeah, that's right. Actually, that's a perfect fortune for me. So I think that uh, that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. That's, uh, it's pretty close. <laughs> uh, that's why you only trust Chinese food when a young boy delivers it. That's right. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, did you have your holiday party? Uh, yes, we did have a, have a holiday party uh, yesterday, yes. <laughs> yeah, I can tell by the way you're fucking mumbling. What happened? <laughs> It wasn't like one of your fancy holiday parties where we go out. It was a holiday party at work where everybody brought, like, food and stuff like that, and we just hung out, and it was nice. You know, we got appreciated for all our hard work. Did you get your uh, annual bonuses? Uh, No, no annual bonuses, nothing like that. The federal government's not that nice. (laughs) I mean, this sounds awful, you know. Uh, I understand that it's kind of a public sector job, but still, you got no bonus, you got no fancy party. You're just you, you're basically working for Michael Scott over there. <laughs> That's right. We got a lot of cookies and sugar, and uh, it, it helped me like for an hour, and then I started falling asleep. So I got a nap time out of it. <laughs> what, what was there booze? There was no booze. No, no, not not that anybody brought, but uh, I made sure to keep uh, take care of myself on that one. Wait a minute! Did you bring like a a flask in your desk or something? No, no, I didn't. No. I drink I drink mostly of, of the water variety at work. <laughs> or was it vodka? And you said it was water. Well, that's one of my friends did that actually in the uh, the library. I went with him studying in college because he was failing down, and he brought a, a water bottle of Dasani, and he opened it up, and he made me smell it. It was all vodka. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And, in the uh, library? Did in the library. To the holiday party? Say, uh, 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 yes, in the library. Needless to say, two hours later, he was passed out drunk on one of the desks, and he was drooling <laughs> all over the desk. It was disgusting. I don't know what the hell to do. Was he puking? No, no. He was just, 
he was literally drooling all over the desk. It was ridiculous. <laughs> this, okay, so that's, did anything crazy happen other than your, your boy drooling? No, that's about it. No, just drooling. <laughs> drooling is oh. crazy enough. <laughs> that sounds like kind of a, a, a terrible holiday party. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a whole half-hour story for you last time. You, you give me about, you know, a tweet. <laughs> All I get is a tweet from you. I'll give you two two minutes and a story about drool. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> tasty drool. Would you? How much of money would it take for you to drink a cup of drool? Oh, gosh. Well, it depends on whose drool it is. I mean, that would be very key and, and uh, essential to the how much I would drink. I, I drink one for, you know, six bucks if it depends on who's drooling it, you know? You said six bucks? No, no, no. I was like, uh, let's off that little. Like 50 bucks, 50. Wait, okay, so whose drool would would be like prime drool, like the fucking, uh, the, the, the Captain Morgan of drool? Who would be the pit? <laughs> and then who would be the worst drool? So let's start with the best drool. Whose drool would you want to drink the most if you had to oh drink the drool? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, this, this may be one of the toughest questions I've ever had posed to me in my entire life. Uh, uh, rule I would drink probably for free or for a small price. Uh, you know, I would just pick like one of my uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. I, I would drink her drool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going for a grandma there. And then, nah, not really. I guess she's, she's a lot younger than her husband. And who's drool? I mean, that is fucking random, man. Is that your, that's your number one is Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah, that's probably my number one, yeah. My, uh, you know, Even then, above Cher? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, even above Cher, yes. And who's um, drool? Would you least want to drink? Oh my God! Well, you just—you know—you just threw an image in my mind. Um, now, uh, uh, let me think. This one's tough. See, this is who I would, definitely would never ever drink. Um, <laughs> Martin Bashir, because he likes getting shit in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he likes getting shit in his mouth. He likes putting shit in, in others' mouths, though. <laughs> yes. so, okay, so, yes, I'll reverse that. Sarah Palin, I would not want to drink her drool. Who? Sarah Palin? Sarah, pa- Sarah Palin, yeah. <laughs> man, you got problems, man. <laughs> I do, I do. I don't even know why I answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, that, that's it for your holiday party, huh? That was it. It was sorry. It wasn't much of a... Holiday party. They had a lot of good treats. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, need, I, need, I, I need to get a job in the private sector where the holiday parties are actually fun and they happen after work. Weeks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I need to type something. So can I get some typing music, please, as I text this important text? Sure. <laughs> Do 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 do
sorry about that. That was that was awfully rude. I had a, an emergency to take care of. I'm, I profusely no apologize, and um, you can, as a, as a punishment to me, uh, I will drink Sarah Palin's drool. Oh, <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? That's not really clean, clean you know. It's nastiness. <laughs> so you know that the great the the great actor Peter O'Toole died on on Sunday, right? I did. Rest in peace, good man, Lawrence of Arabia. You did what? The Lawrence of Arabia, right? Was, it, was he the star of that? Oh yes. It... <laughs> Woo! Got a frog in my throat. Yes, Lawrence of Arabia. So I go on Sunday to see the uh, Shakespeare's Globes production of the of Twelfth Night. I saw it back in 2003. Same production. It's on Broadway now. And do you know? Do you know the great? Um, uh, social media slash entertainment slash comedic presence, Stephen Fry. Do you know him? Stephen Fry? A little bit. Not a whole lot. No. Okay. Well, he is on Broadway with the Globe's Twelfth Night as Malvolio. Now, he, at the end of the curtain call, and they, they did the jig for curtain call. You know, they, when it comes to these actors recreating traditional Shakespeare, uh, they don't just bow. They do a fucking jig. Even the tragedies. Richard III comes out with his humpback and does a fucking jig. All right? All right? Okay. Right. So, so afterwards, rather than go off into the wings, um, Stephen Fry, who is Malvolio, he stood very tall in the center of that stage. Tall guy, surprisingly. And he said um, that uh, he had the great pleasure of working with Peter O'Toole, uh, directing him in a scene and that, you know, we lost one of the greats that day. And he said, he told this great story about how Peter O'Toole took his friend out in London one day, and he had um, the, uh, they, they had been going out to bars and such, and then Peter O'Toole was like, let's go see this play, a play in the West End in London. And as they're sitting there, about halfway through the show, Mr. O'Toole turns to his companion and says, you're going to love this part, this is where I come on. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what do you think about that I think that's amazing I think that's, <laughs> I think that's hilarious uh, you know you gotta hand it to the guy he's uh, pretty funny I mean <laughs> uh, I only know him uh, a little bit because I think he has the same birthday as me so August 2nd Wait, oh, you, wait, you guys had the same birthday? I think so, yeah, August 2nd. It's sort of the, that Jonathan Featherlong or Feather something, the other guy who played uh, in Terminator 2, he was the, uh, the John Connor. <laughs> Eddie Furlong? Yeah, yeah Furlong, that's what it is, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Featherlong, I thought you were talking about Kevin Federline. Yeah. <laughs> But Peter Cool had like a tragic history too, though, right? I I just I didn't read too much about him, but it seemed like he uh, had some issues of his own. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it was it was a lovely tribute to Mr. Uh, Mr. O'Toole. Also, hey, that Globe production from 2003 still holds up very well, Jonathan. And uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of the best things I ever saw when I was in London. One of the best theater pieces I ever saw. And, uh, and, you know, ten years later, same production, still great. Mark Ryland, still brilliant as Olivia. Quite quite amazing. 
Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. It sounds amazing. Yeah, it's running through February, so, you know, just, uh, you know, come out and get to it. All right, I might have to. Maybe over the holidays. Like, uh, you know, is it around then, or I'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah, maybe during the holidays. Uh, just a reminder, yeah, you guys can... Uh, you can tweet at us at BR Backstage, or if you need some uh, friendly advice from Dr. Drewnathan Carey, um, you got the uh, <coughs> you got the call-in number there on the top of your screen, 917-388-4131, and just dial the number one so I know you want to talk. Again, that's 917-388-4131, just in case you want to holler at Mr. Weeks. Weeks, you good with that, man? I'm good with that, and I, I'd love to help you with all your problems and make them even worse. This is your weather report brought to you by my smartphone. Welcome, America, to the weather report for this week, the Christmas week. So, in order to find the weather, I'm going to use my smartphone. <laughs> oh, it seems my smartphone is not that smart. I cannot use the Internet while I am on the phone. Um, <laughs> so I have a computer here. Let me go to the World Wide Web via my computer. <laughs> Weeks, do you know what the hell's going on right now? I have no idea. I think a, a virus is taking over our show or something. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. We are connected. I love this terrible. We are connected. Welcome okay, to America Online. Here is your weather report brought to you by my computer. Um, <laughs> so, for Thursday, December 19th, it looks like Slight chance of showers and 58 degrees Fahrenheit with a high of, with, a, with a low of 44. Friday, 67 degrees and partly cloudy. Saturday, partly cloudy and 64 degrees. Sunday, sunny and 71 degrees. Monday, also sunny at a high of 74. It's going to go oh down God. to 50 potentially, so put on those pants. 74? I don't believe this. This just can't be right. Uh, 74 Monday? Where? Excuse me. Um, hold on. Let me check. Yes, that is the weather for Los Angeles the rest of this week. Oh, this is the worst weather report on Earth. You know, you guys enjoy that's, that's your weather report for the sunny city of Los Angeles. Don't you wish you lived here? <laughs> Thank you, weather oh, man. man. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoy the weather and have a wonderfully warm Christmas. Thank you. I enjoyed Thank the hell you. out of the weather. <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty terrible. That was a really bad weather report. <laughs> that was what? That was a really bad weather report. He didn't mention uh, Los Angeles until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saying it's like 75 degrees. Also, shouldn't shouldn't people have pants on regardless of uh, what the temperature is? I agree. Pants are absolutely necessary at all times. <laughs> Listen, Weeks. 
Yes. Listen, lady. I was at my gym. I was at my my gym a while back, and um, there I go into the men's room, and I can't believe we haven't discussed this this person yet. But I go into the men's room, and coming out of the stall is, I guess, a guy, but he's got some titty breasts and long blonde hair, and he wears like tank tops that show off the, the titty breasts, and. And the first time I saw Shim, she, she came out of the stall and, like, looks right at me and goes, there's no paper in there. Whoa, whoa, there's no toilet paper in there. Whoa. And, and that was my first encounter with this very abrasive uh, person. So, so then, you know, I'll see him uh, on tre- her, her, I don't know, on the treadmill, and she'll always be going, whoo, whoo, and she, he's always wearing her, him look like a woman, but he uses men's room, and I guess he's a man. Um, and then the other day, I go in there. You know, he always makes himself known, too. So the other day, I see him in there or her or whatever talking to this guy, younger guy, and he's being very rude, the, the, the lady man is being very rude to the guy. Let me just get a drink of, of something here. <clears throat> I got okay. a cock in my throat. <laughs> All right, so the guy is, he, is talking to one of these young actor, acting teaching guys. He's a guy who teaches acting, and, uh, and he's being very rude, and he says, uh, let me ask you, are you hungover? Your eyes are glassy. And the guy goes, no, I haven't had a hangover in 22 years. And then he goes, the, the the rude lady man goes, okay, so uh, so what do you do? Uh, and he said, I teach acting. And he said, I knew it. Where do you teach? And the guy goes, Lower East Side. And then the lady man goes, oh, that's the Les. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> L-E-S, the Les. That's the Les. I can't go over there. And the acting teacher goes, man, why you got to be like that? And he says, that's the Les. And he says again, why you got to be like that, man? And then the lady man goes, because that's me. And he puts his arms out, uh, accentuates the titty breasts, and says, because that's just me. And I'm very perplexed by this. And, and any time you're in the men's room with this guy, he always is talking and yelling and stuff and making himself very known, but he's got, you know, the, the, the tits. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so do you see him on a regular basis at the gym? Yeah, I've, I've seen Shim multiple times there, several times, a handful of times, yeah. Is, is Does he ever try to, when he works out, is he trying to increase the size of the titty breast or reduce it? <laughs> the only thing I ever see the, the, the man, woman do is go on the treadmill. That's the only thing. I, and he's always walking and going, whoo! But he never changes it up. Never any running, never any um, elliptical, never any bike or nothing. Never weights. Well, first of all, there's confusion as to whether it's a him or a her. And, and really, you really need to find that out for us. So some way or somehow you have to find out. You, you have to uh, maybe offer him or her a glass of water. Like, Ma'am, did you want a glass of water? <laughs> 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 
and see what he says while he's on the treadmill, because I think he'll get the best reaction from that. <laughs> and the, 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 it's very disturbing as the titty breast that he's trying to show them off. I mean, I don't know what, what he's trying to do. Is he trying to gain favor with certain people? I don't It, it sounds very strange. The way he keeps going, woo, woo. Sounds like a, you know, a crazy Hulk Hogan or something like that with titty breasts. This is really disturbing, actually. He does look like Hulk Hogan, and he has a um a, a purse. He always carries a purse on him too. He works out with the purse on his shoulder. Do you know his or her name? What's her name? <laughs> no, I don't. All he just screams a lot. Never says his name. Okay, try this. Call her Terry because I think that's Hulk Hogan's name. Terry, because it's a guy and a girl's name. You don't know. Uh, Terry, what's going on? Nice. How does that help? That just puts me in the same exact situation I'm in now. <laughs> you do that. Well, I'm not, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to help admittedly, but I'm trying to make it as awkward as possible for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would really appreciate the, ma'am, can I get you a drink of water? But, I mean, that's just, even if it wasn't, uh, you know, a potential she, she, she main. It would be an awkward thing to go up to a lady or man at the gym and be like, can I get you a drink? Not a bar. <laughs> so when he's done with the machine, wait for him to be done with the machine and just say, ma'am, are you done with the machine? Can I use it? Uh, but, yeah, those situations are very tough. My friend uh, grew out his hair very long to almost where he did look like a lady. And uh, we went to Dunkin' Donuts and got coffee one day. He got coffee, and the lady at the front counter said, Ma'am, would you like some sugar? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. He was really disturbed by it, and uh, uh, he cut his hair immediately after that because he really did look like a lady, actually, and not an attractive one either. <laughs> and did you make fun of him for that afterwards? I did. I, I, I couldn't stop laughing at it. It was very, very humorous. But this this guy or girl is very disturbing about the titty breasts. I mean, he may be illegally using the wrong bathroom. So, I mean, you have to get down to the, the middle of this. You have to find out what's going on. Well, now you just sound like Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to have, like, a, some kind of book to promote. Um, yeah, so buy, yeah, one buy about a copy killing of, someone. Peaceful. of America. Hell yeah. Tonight <laughs> we'll have Ann Coulter on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty, did you hear about this guy? Oh, he made, I, I, I think he made some anti-game remarks or something like that, right? Yeah, well, Weeks, it's time to pee on the fire and call the dogs, because this is, this is his quote. I'm not even putting the first part. This is just the second part. He says, it seems like, to me, a vagina, as a man, would be more desirable than a man's anus. That's just me. I'm, think, I'm just thinking, there's more there. She's got more to offer. I mean, come on, dudes. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, sin, it's not logical, my man. It's just not logical. <laughs> oh, my God. And and people are in uproar over this, right? I mean, that's yes. um, admittedly so. But I mean, this is what does this guy do for a living? He's on TV and he gets ducks or something. I have never seen the show. It looks idiotic to me. 
in the first place. So, I mean, anybody who, like, uh, actually takes this comment seriously, don't, please don't. I mean, they are offensive. They're extremely offensive, but don't, don't take an idiot like that seriously. And none of those guys, a lot of those guys on TV don't take them seriously because they're just trying to sell their show and make controversy, and it just makes them more popular. But, yeah, his comments are completely asinine and kind of outdated, and uh, they're not logical in themselves. So, you know, they, what do they do? They buy ducks and they make a lot of money, right? I don't, who buys ducks? I have no idea. Are they hunting ducks? Are they... Are, are they selling ducks? I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think they're trying, trying to hunt ducks and, and skin them or something. And use their, I don't know. Uh, you know, or collect ducks. I mean, who does that for a living? I mean, who buys these ducks from them that gives them a living in the first place? I don't understand. Have you ever seen somebody who buys ducks? <laughs> Maybe it's uh, just a show about... Uh, the guy playing Duck Hunt on NES the whole time. <laughs> you know, That's true. I, I, I always felt bad for the dog whenever you shot the hog or something. That was fun. But yeah, oh, yeah that dog no would sense. come up out of the grass, right? Yeah. The naughty yeah, dog. That was rude. That, that was, was really rude. rude. <laughs> but yeah, the, the ducks, I don't understand that. I don't know. Who buys ducks or... Collects ducks, but you got to stop that nonsense. That's 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 really just, you know, buy something else. Buy some toilet paper or something. <laughs> buy a suit. Don't buy that camouflage crap either. I mean, it looks ridiculous after a while. You're not in the army, you know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was a little rant there. That was, I mean, that, you you were getting borderline offensive there. But hey, Weeks, you know what time it is. What's going on, sire? Second hot mess. 
My second hot mess is the office fruit basket, and I don't mean Larry. I mean literally the fruit basket in your office because <laughs> nobody – no, but nobody cares about your fruit basket because it's the holiday season and everyone's really into that good chocolate. And I don't mean Miguel, but Miguel and Larry would be the wow. cutest couple. I'm just saying. Like, I think they should hook up. But, I'm, but you know, I mean, your office fruit basket is sad. It's a little depressed. <laughs> but do you think Larry would be interested in the chocolate, though? Um, he'd be interested in Miguel's chocolate. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> They're like and who's your third adorable. The third hot mess is your cab driver on 2nd Avenue because he's breaking up with his French girlfriend, and he also hates red lights. But, you guys, she deserves it. She's a liar. She's a liar. She didn't come down for Ramadan. And this whole time she's been acting like she was taking care of her grandmother, but we know it's fake. Oh, he, he also just went through a red light. <laughs> he's really going through it, guys. He went, he went through another red light. He almost hit an old lady in a wheelchair. But, I mean, his French girlfriend, like, has to rethink some things before he can work it out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks, I think you're going nuts over there. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Where's the wizard? You're not the wizard. I'm a bit of a wizard. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there is so much going on. Um, okay, so what do you say now that we're over the hot mess, we're over that hump, uh, we move on, we get lubed up, go to the joke off. Are you lubed up, sire? Oh, yeah. I got to get my – hold on. I got to get my dog all lubed. Hold on. I'm, I'm outside. I got to get inside. Hold on. <laughs> Weeks, are you lubed up? Uh, I'm lubed up. I'm all ready to go for the jack-off. But where's the wizard? This is not the wizard. I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. Wizards can have feminine voices and complain about their mothers. (laughs) John Weeks, just so you know, this is because I can tell that we can't pull off this charade any longer without you having a nervous breakdown. This is the wonderful Katie Brodnick who's filling in for the wizard tonight because he... Hi, Katie. How you doing? You're doing a wonderful I'm job, good. by the way. Good. How are you? It's so glad to be here. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Weeks. Okay, let's get we, to the we, You were concerned it was somebody else, Weeks, weren't you? I thought it, yes. I thought it was the other one. The other one. <laughs> All right. You go first, Weekimons. Okay. All righty. R&B singer John Legend put New York Times reporter David Brooks in his place after Brooks harsh criticism of the Clinton Global Initiative's annual gala. Feeling inspired, R&B singer Bobby Brown wrote an editorial for the New York Post, but nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) When asked what his favorite part of 2013 has been, President Obama thought about the NSA scandal, the IRS scandal, the Obamacare website catastrophe, and the whole promise about people keeping their plans, period, and said... Uh, the Breaking Bad finale. He's <laughs> a big fan. On KSN Wichita News, anchor Justin Kramer ended his broadcast Saturday while his mic was still on and said, let's get the fuck out of here. In response, Sue Simmons said, no, let's just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Weeks. Beyonce released a surprise album last Friday with no promotion, with music videos to accompany each song. I don't know when I did that, but he ever. (laughs) 
Katie. Yes. Oh, is it my line? Sorry. Well, Todd refused to sell Beyonce's new album, and when asked, Target defended themselves by saying, Brad got really wasted at the holiday party. (laughs) 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 He was a mess, guys. I saw him. Oh, Oh, like the Breaking Bad guy that that Obama liked. Yeah. (laughs) Candace Cameron Bure was discussing her post-full house eating disorder and said, I turned to food for comfort and had to find a different source because clearly it wasn't a healthy way to deal with things. So that's really when my faith was kicked up a notch, and I sought comfort in my relationship with God and not with fags. I mean food! (laughs) (laughs) One Life to Live star Crystal Hunt was arrested for breaking glass over another woman's face in Los Angeles bar over the weekend. Apparently Hunt was obsessed because all of her fans are dying. (laughs) (laughs) James Franco posted a shirtless Instagram video over the weekend where he said he had been drugged. I thought I took his phone away, said Tom Fogarty. (laughs) This is a very good Fogarty. (laughs) Thank you. you. (laughs) Ryan Seacrest was talking about his upcoming, the upcoming season of American Idol when he said, we are returning to our roots and what we do best. And your Aunt Sue was the only one who cared. (laughs) What about his mother, Connie? No, Connie was drinking. (laughs) Connie's a little distracted. She's a lightweight. (laughs) Ryan Seacrest, again, was talking about new idol judge Harry Connick Jr. when he said, honestly, I believe Harry is going to be America's sweetheart. If he isn't already by the time the season is halfway through, He's going to be a breakout superstar this season. If people aren't familiar with him, they're going to fall in love with him. He's so smart musically, and he's as quick as anyone who has ever been on our show. He's very clever. Seacrest then looked up and opened his mouth wide enough to swallow Connick's big load that came gushing out of that <laughs> tremendous Louisiana oh cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. British High Court judge has ordered the paparazzi to stay away from the One Direction member, Harry Styles. The paparazzi pleaded their case by citing freedom of the press. But Harry took one look at that judge and said, Hello, sir. And the judge swooned over him. Those dimples. (laughs) (laughs) Selma Hayek and Penelope Cruz recently confessed they used to sleep in the same bed. I would finish this joke, but I can't. I do need two hands for this one. Throw a foot in there. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Boom. <laughs> 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 Miley Cyrus's family is coming out with a family YouTube channel called Seriously Cyrus. No, said everybody but Tom Fogarty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom a doctor in West Virginia now has to register as a sex offender after he shoved his tongue in his dementia patient's mouth. Whereby she then bit part of it off. Fogarty, I didn't know you were a doctor. Uh, well, he's, he's, not, he's not even here. Cancer patient Robert Chambers was kicked out of a Morton Steakhouse for putting a beanie hat on the table. Then Morton Steakhouse was kicked out for being a Morton Steakhouse. <laughs> okay. Yes. The 
Archdiocese at Philadelphia announced Sunday that he was removing five priests as a result of an investigation into L.A. child sex abuse. They are found they were found unsuitable to return to church. Every church that is except the Catholic Church. Come on in. (laughs) (laughs) Mark O'Mara, George Zimmerman's attorney, now faces ethics complaints from the Trayvon Martin murder case, mainly because he got the guy off that murder, Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's Probably why. Police say a pair of New York teenagers forced their 23-month-old child to smoke marijuana. In their defense, that was the happiest two-year-old ever. (laughs) (laughs) An Iowa man was sliced in half by a train after he stabbed a lady multiple times. This just goes to show you, don't stab ladies. The owner of a Bakersfield, California, stirred a huge bust in which 1,000 pounds of basalt, spice, and other designer synthetic drugs were seized from his property, along with $2.7 million in cash. The police tried to arrest him, but it was a killer party, you guys. It was such a good party. There's nothing else. A man accused of killing a nine-year-old neighbor and hiding her body in a trash bin had been building a snowman with her just hours before she was reported missing, investigators said Monday. This just goes to show you, kids, don't build snowmen. Your collaborators will suck you in the trash. Oh, and kill you. (laughs) Jesus, we A Russian actor recently spewed inflammatory comments about gays in Russia, saying he wants to burn them all alive in ovens. Ivan Ovskuskush, whatever, is a priest actor who starts in a Russian version of Scrubs. He said, wait, that gay ass show Scrubs is in Russia. (laughs) Guys, I'm about to YouTube that. (laughs) Harold Camping, the radio preacher who convinced thousands of followers that Jesus would return on May 21st, 2011, to usher in the end of the world, has died. He died on December 15th, 2013. Now, that's the joke. (laughs) Lead singer of the Lost Prophets was sentenced to 29 years in jail for the attempted rape of a baby. He was pissed because that's 29 times the amount of years the baby was that he raped. He said, if only I threw it in a dumpster. Oh, my God. And that is the jack-off. For December 18th, 2013, Katie Brodnick, thank you so much. You were wonderful and fabulous. Thank you. It was amazing. Yay. Yay. We hope to have you back very soon. Okay, great. I love both of you. I love you. Congratulations on everything. You're the best. Thanks. You're the best. Good night, man. Good night. Good night. Katie Brodnick filling in for The Wizard. So, John Weeks, when when you heard that voice, what what, what was going through your head? I thought Fogarty had been taking some kind of drugs. I mean, it sounded completely different. What the hell was going on there? That was that was a poverty, wasn't it? <laughs> Just wanted to give a shout out to B Marsh in the chat room who said, "Hey Caitlin, take off your shirt. Take it off. Take it off. I say I'm lubed up." B Marsh should show a little respect. After at least you can take off the pants. I don't know. You're the one talking about the lady titties. <laughs> no, you brought that on. I bring that up. <laughs> So we we mentioned Harold Camping in the joke office now, and that's the guy. You know, he's one of those guys. You know these guys? Guys, yeah. We talked about the guys last week. Yeah, the guys. 
Well, a while back, Jason Selvig, the one who dumped the Honey Nut Cheerios on your head when you slept in the kitchen in Burbank, he, he called Harold Camping, and I want to play you what happened when he called him and get your reaction. It's a couple minutes long, so, so brace yourself, but um, okay. it's worth it. So this is Jason calling Harold Camping before the alleged end of the world. Okay. Hi, I'm looking for Harold. Hello? Hi, I'm looking for Harold. Uh, this is Harold Camping. Who is this? Is this the Harold Camping? Yeah, hang on just a minute. I, I'm hard of hearing. I'm going to have my wife uh, interpret. Okay. What is your question? Is this Harold Camping from Family Radio? Yeah. Um, I just had a question about... Um, what's happening on uh, Saturday. Well, it's going to be Judgment Day, and it's going to be the end. It's going to be, it's going to be a huge earthquake that probably begins on one side of the world, and then everyone will know that Judgment Day has come. What time do you think it's going to start? As near as we can tell, we can't say this absolutely. We know absolutely it will happen on May 21. But as near as we can tell, it'll be about 6 p.m. Standard Time. That's Eastern Standard Time or Pacific? No, it's in any country where it's May 21 on the calendar and it's 6 p.m. Standard Time in that country or that nation. That is when they can expect a huge earthquake if we've got the time of the day right now. Uh, we don't know that, about that as solidly as we do know it will happen on May 21 anywhere in the world. So 6 p.m. any time zone. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now, since it is going to be Judgment Day, um, do you think you could give me a post-dated check with... Um, just for the rest of the money that you have, um, just because it's not going to matter anyway. And that way, if we do see it through, maybe I can have a little bit of money. You know, um, yeah, that's a nonsense question. Uh, when Judgment Day comes, you're not going to take one penny with you. So uh, I, I don't even want to talk about that. Okay, I was just wondering, because I... I, I hello? Hello. <laughs> from the grave, from the grave, weeks. What would you think of that? I like that. I liked it very much. Uh, it, it's really scary how much Harold Camping sounded like the uh, serial killer in Silence of the Lambs. Now rub the lotion on the skin or get the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about that tranny that tucked his cock in between his legs and wore the lady's skin? The, the Sumerian, the Sumerian, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too funny. That's too funny. Obviously, the guy was full of crap because he wasn't even willing to give up his money. You know, he, was, he showed you how strongly he believes in his uh, prophecy there. <laughs> exactly. If you th if you know that Judgment Day is coming, why wouldn't you just sign over your money to Jason? I don't understand. 
That's right. I, I I would probably give everything I have away. I mean, if I knew what Judgment Day was definitely coming, I, you don't need it anymore. I would just start, like, uh, complete pandemonium. I would just take whatever I want in the grocery store. They don't need it anymore either. You know? <laughs> Who doesn't need it? The grocery store. They don't need it. Any, any, nobody doesn't need it. <laughs> so, weak. last time on the show, you said, I want to quote you from the last time. You said, Okay. Like the, <clears throat> like the hand of death on my shoulder, I still smell it. To think back to the time I almost lost my life, but a part of me is still there that day that will never return. The human side of life will never return. That smell was so intoxicatingly death-like. I don't think I'll ever smell anything like that again. Not even in the under, not even in the underworld will I encounter a smell like that. That's why young ladies don't ever smoke. Gonna smoke, make sure it's not long term, because you will smell worse than the bowels of hell. <laughs> What does that make for an amazing like, public service announcement on TV? <laughs> it would. I don't understand. You said the human side of life will never return? You're not human anymore? What are you, a vampire? <laughs> I'm not. Jesus, I told you, she took my soul away with that breast. That breast leaked itself into my soul, dragged me through. The pits of the underworld so bad that uh, my soul can never be put back together again. I'm just a mindless, soulless being now after smelling the stench uh, of despair. <laughs> I love how you just assume that you're going to hell, too. You know, it's not even a question. <laughs> and not even in the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> in the underworld, they try to disguise the smell a little bit. It's not as bad as what I smelled that day. Oh, that fateful day, I lost it all to the whiff of breath on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the lady that you, like, look up to, right? Your mentor. <laughs> she is. She is. But no more. No more will I look up to her. <laughs> oh, my I, goodness. I just want to say that you said about your mentor, if you're like her, you will smell worse than the bowels of hell. <laughs> you know that big dragon smog? In Hanatu, he's got nothing on this lady. This lady's breath will destroy everything we know in life if we allow her to gain any more power than she already has. We can't let this happen, and I won't. I sacrificed my soul that day to stop it, but I don't think it's going to be long enough until she comes back. (laughs) You also were talking about Barbie last time, and you suggested that people roll her up in a carpet, lower her down a mountain, 
and put the trees on fire. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. Ever since I smelled that sketch, these random images of horror and our impending fate come to my mind, and I can't get rid of them. They're stained into my brain. And uh, so that was one of them. Apologize for uh, being too honest, too honest here, but yes, uh, th- these are all images of the future, of our future. Now you're clairvoyant. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that's what that breast did to me. <laughs> that uh, I'm, breast? A, uh, I'm a mixture of thousands of souls now, because uh, you know I didn't tell you, but when I smelled that breast. It brought me to the underworld. I passed out for what seemed like hours, but it was just minutes in the underworld. And what happened was my soul was ripped apart from me, and I've now been infested with many, many souls. And some of them are clairvoyants. Some of them are females. But... uh, (laughs) Every once in a while, I do... uh, Immediately changed back to my old, uh, former self, but it's a battle. It's an ongoing battle every day I wage until I know she returns. And whatever soul I have left, I have to sacrifice to to stop the stench from ever becoming powerful again. <laughs> I think it's a bit ironic that you're you're scolding someone else on their stench. <laughs> I know, I know. After many years, years ago, of making us suffer. I know. Many years ago, I did. I I didn't know the way. I didn't know what I was doing to my fellow humans. And, uh, you know, I ruined many lives along the way, and I understand that. But, you know, my sense was nothing compared to this. This was, oh, my goodness, like a rotting corpse at the bowels of the ocean, rising and rising, volcano of disgusting, smelly, Nastiness. <laughs> but yes, yes. So I understand. Yes, I shouldn't be lecturing people on it, but it was this powerful. I'll try to bottle it next time and bring it, bring it to you guys. <laughs> Please don't. I think we. I'm not sure, but I think we might have a caller. But let, let's check. Uh, Six three one. Uh, what's your name? Where you're checking in from? Hello. Hello. Six three one you there. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I, I hear guess it something. Was someone... Yeah, well, I, I hear something. something. What, is... what is that locomotive sound? Yeah, I hear like a train. Wait, I gotta I gotta I, I gotta think. Oh, wait, I think it's somebody. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I see. Oh. Uh I see who What's it going is. On? Okay. I thought that was actually somebody else. Um, because I think somebody else is supposed to be calling in. 631, thank you for listening, Chris. Uh, so, Weeks, um, last time you said that the, the, the dog, Mousy, that lives in the house by itself, um, that her, her friend Corey went nuts when he saw the wheel spinning on a wheel of fortune. Was that like a, do you also go crazy when you, when you see the wheel going? <laughs> I do. I try to stay away from that channel uh, at all costs. 
I get a little crazy. You know, it harkens back to a day when, well, you know, when I used to watch game shows a lot and it just drives me a little nuts because I can't stop the wheel from spinning. It, it just keeps going even though it stops. It's craziness. Um, well, you know, yesterday I had that, uh, or was it tonight? See, I don't even know because it, it really threw me off. I had the Jeopardy on, and then yes. all of a sudden it was like it had all these people talking about wheels, and then they, they were cutting, you know, going from Jeopardy to Wheel of Fortune. And I don't know what happened, but immediately my shoulders rose to my ears, and I rushed to the remote with the fiery passion of a thousand suns and had to change it. <laughs> to access Hollywood to get something less evil. <laughs> That's what happens, too. Whenever I see Vanna White and that devil, Pat Sajak, sort of spinning that wheel of fate, it's just uh, it's just too much for me. Because I don't know what the games they play in the underworld. I, I saw the devil playing that game. It's not, and it's not a game down there. It's terrible, actually. That's why I can't take... Wheel of Fortune, you know, it's just too much. Oh, you God. played Wheel of Fortune in the underworld? I did, I did. Listen, this <laughs> Vanna White, she's been, you know, the model for so long. Uh, and you, whenever you think about her, you always think of the Vanna White from the 80s, late 80s, and, you know, the gorgeous young blonde. And uh, I, I think I turned it on recently right before I jumped to the remote, and they showed, like, a close-up, and uh, she looked like the fucking Crypt Keeper. <laughs> That's why they avoid at all costs doing any like uh, close-ups of Vanna White. Pretty much, she's always like a mile away from the camera. You know, she's like uh, on a different set or something. Also, don't you get the sense that Pat Sajak is gonna fucking murder someone soon? I feel like Pat Sajak is so eternally pissed on that program. He just wants to, like, smack people in the back of the head. No, you idiot. You know, and it's just, he just looks so angry. And so does Alex Trebek. And Trebek looks so angry at his life and the contestants and what he's doing that I, I, I feel like there's going to be a blow-up on the show one day, one day. You know? The best was when uh, Trebek was getting burglarized a couple years ago, and he, <laughs> he chased out the uh, punks who were doing it buck naked. <laughs> you remember that? I did remember that, yes. That was pretty funny. He just seems like a guy you would not want to mess with. He seems so angry, but he is Canadian, so I don't think they're capable oh. of violence. Well, there you go. Canadians and people from Long Island. Very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, John Weeks, what is that dog that lives by itself in Million Dollar House doing right now, do you think? Oh, Mousy? Oh, I, I, yeah, I know what Mousy is. I, talked, I was talking to Corey. You know, Corey's still in the hospital. And uh, Mousy right now is playing Christmas time. What she's doing is she's going from house to house, jumping from roof to roof and crapping in people's chimneys. That's what she thinks is a gift to people, and it's ridiculous. She's, she's having a great, great time doing this. Terrible, right? Is she wearing a Santa hat? Yes, she wears the whole outfit, Santa hat, Santa, Santa outfits, you know, going around with her other friends and just shitting down chimneys. <laughs> that sounds like a great band name, Shitting Down Chimneys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who are you seeing tonight? The SGC, man. I'm seeing that SGC. 
Yo, so Reese, uh, this, uh, this, this mousey, last time you said her house was burning down, has the house recovered? The house is being repaired right now, so Mousy's uh, staying up in a hotel, living the life, the grand life over there at, at the Omni in New Haven. Actually, <laughs> Ew, and uh, really enjoying life. From Greenwich. Yes, exactly, and you know she's just really enjoying it as a you know five star treatment over there, VIP treatment. Corey, meanwhile, has really not been happy. Corey uh, has been stuck with a fifteen thousand dollar bill. Corey, is, she's right now in legal action against Corey to uh, fix the entire house. So, you know, it's, it's damages and whatnot. It's a serious thing. But, by the way, that ill I said before was, of course, directed at Greenwich and not in New Haven, just in case anyone was wondering. All right? Right. Don't fuck with me. Um, <laughs> and, oh, city, baby. What's your favorite scene in She's Mine, 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 Mine? Okay. All right. I thought about this long and hard. Um, Ooh, la, la. <laughs> My favorite scene is She's a It's got to be. This scene, there's like this interaction in this movie, uh, Shutter Island. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, there's this one great scene. It's about, you know, psychological stuff and kind of like a screwed up, twisted ending at the end. And um, it's a lot about God and religion and, and violence and uh, reality. And so there's one scene between the warden and Leonardo DiCaprio's character. The warden is played by she's a man, man, speaker, bang, man, man, man. Quite disturbing character. Um, and, uh, so anyway, there's, a, there's been a huge storm on the island and, uh, they're trying to figure out whether or not Leonardo DiCaprio's character who plays a detective is really crazy or not. So she goes, mm-hmm. so she goes, Amanda Mainsbury goes, there you are. We were looking for you and we were wondering where you show up. Have a seat. Come on. We'll take you to the, uh, facility there. Taking a leisurely stroll, were we? I was, uh, yeah, just looking around. Did you enjoy God's latest gift? What? God's gift? Points to the sky after the storm. The violence. When I came downstairs to my home and I saw a tree in my living room, it reached out for me like a divine hand. God loves violence. I, I hadn't noticed. Sure you have. Why else would it be so much of it? It's in us. It's what we are. We wage war, we burn sacrifices and pillage and plunder and tear at the flesh of our brothers and why? Because God gave us violence to wage in his honor. Well, I thought God gave us moral order. There's no moral order as pure as this storm. There's no moral order at all. There's just this. Can my violence conquer yours? I'm not violent. Yes, you are. There's violent as they come. I know this because I'm as violent as they come. With the constraints of society, we're lifted. <laughs> And I was, if I was all that stood between you and a meal, you would crack my skull and eat my meaty parts, wouldn't you? Macaulay, he thinks that you're harmless, that you can be controlled, but I'm no different. You don't know me. Oh, but I do. No, you don't. You don't know me at all. Oh, I know you. We've known each other for centuries. If I was to sink my teeth in your eye right now, would you be able to stop me before I blinded you? Give it a try. That's the spirit. And that's my favorite scene. She's the man behind the She's the man behind the man. <laughs> I wasn't aware she was in Shutter Island. Yes, she was. She was, was a very minor part. She was the warden. She was extraordinary. I, you know, she should be winning awards for this stuff. And I don't know why she's not. I love her. <laughs> well, my favorite scene 
And she's the man with Amanda Bynes. Wait. Wait a second. Did I say that? I didn't say that right. I meant... It seems my man with my mind is the scene where they've just finished the War of the Roses, right? By the way, John Weeks, I got a text from Ryan Willoughby uh, who, who wants to borrow my sweater tomorrow, this ugly Christmas sweater, and he said, hey, man, please, please remember sweater. I repeat, ugly sweater, please. Pretty please, otherwise I may cut my cock off. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that to me would be an overreaction. That would be an overreaction, definitely. I mean, that the whole the whole cock, I mean, that's a little too much. <laughs> maybe maybe just the tip, half, half, whole, half, half, whole. So, the main thing is they've just finished the War of the Roses, and a main thing is uh, she plays the king, and she has a big hunchback and, like, a deformity with her arm, and she's, like, wearing all black, and she comes right to the camera, like, right up to it, and says, now it's the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this son of York, and all the clouds that lowered upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried, now are our brows bound with victorious wreaths, our bruised arms hung up for monuments, our stern alarms changed to merry meetings, our dreadful marches to delightful measures, grim-visaged war hath smoothed his wrinkled front, and now, instead of mounting bare steeds to fright the souls of fearful adversaries, he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber to the lascivious blazing of a loot. Oh my God! That's amazing! Oh my God! And that's my favorite scene. And she's the main man with a main and brains man. Wow, that was spectacular! I loved it. <laughs> Woo! All right, so we'll be back next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, <clears throat> I can think of no better way of ending the show. Oh wait, no, we won't. Next Wednesday's Christmas week, so we got to figure out when we're doing the show next week. That's why we have to figure this out. Are you, are you going to be in the, the Elm City or something like that? Are we going to uh, get me? I'll be in the Elm City just for the one day because the days surrounding it, I, I don't get off. What about you? Oh. Oh, I'll be there from Tuesday on all the way to Sunday. So if you want to meet up for a little bit, do the show, we can do that. Didn't you have that appointment to get your cock cut into a vagina? <laughs> I can put that off. That's fine. My insurance is not covering it, so it's fine. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll we'll figure it out. Um, but I can think of no better way of ending the show, oh, the show, than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, <laughs> it ain't a biz. Go record a podcast, everyone, because you know what weeks? You know what, man? What, man? What? We are in the wild, wild west of podcasts right now. So That's right. all you need is a phone. All you need is a, yeah. a, or a computer or a fucking tablet. Get that shit and put it in your mouth and record a podcast with your friends. You can do it. Yes, Rob Schneider, with your enemies, you can do a podcast because you know what? We're all content generators. We all have these back pocket stories. We all love tran trannies. Uh, we all love the podcasting. So anyone can do it. Me and Weeks, we're not talking about shit. Half the people listening right now 
They got no clue what the hell we're fucking talking about. But you know what? People keep seeming to listen to it, which is amazing. So thank you for listening, and go record thank a podcast, you. everyone. And uh, send, them, send, them, send them on over to me. Send them on over, and, you know, maybe we'll play some, some clips of your podcast on ours. Um, also, hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucker? Dump her down a chimney, throw some explosives in there, light your tree on fire, and watch it burn. And Merry Christmas, suckers. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Also, Mousy's going to shit all over it into that chimney where the Barbie burns. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I miss a starry night. More than you know. And I think that you'll be about to lose. But I still Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.